Let's get this started. What are you going to talk about? I'm talking about sampling records. Now they say about the crazy ones. The most. Hip-hop means everything to me. This is my culture. Ha. Crazy, man. You're, you're now rocking with the Twin City Tone Podcast. That's what I'm talking about. Bass. You know. I'm the king of my city. The Twin City Tone Podcast. Bass. You know I flow into the flow And the spring washed out the alcohol Last winter will haunt me in my dream But in the summer I found out in the cream And the things that flow into the room I say your grandma ghost won't come too soon But I will fight it out like that until the dawn of day And that's how I'ma keep that flexible Episode 25 of the Twin City Tone Podcast. I'll go by the name of Twin City Tone, a.k.a. T-O-N-Y. Make sure to follow me on all social media <laughs> at Twin City Tone. I got my co-host in the building. Yeah, yeah. It's your boy Big Wiz, a.k.a. Nick Swisher. Yeah. Follow me on all social media, Big Wiz 612 There it is. The kid is behind the boards running it at DJ D-Mill. Make sure to follow him. And yo, man, we got a, a new thing going on now. So not only is it going to be audio, but it's also going to be video. Yeah. I've got Jackson in the building from ETM Photography. Make Jackie sure to visit Jack. him, etmphotography.com, for all your photography needs. So now you can put, you know, a face with the with the voice. You know what I mean? And our guest today on episode 25, I'm sorry to say this, but this is actually the first female guest of the Twin City Tone <laughs> podcast. Like, I've been hanging around too many dudes, man. I was like, is this a problem? <laughs> so it's our, being fixed right now. So our guest today... She does it all, man. She's a singer. She's a rapper. She's a DJ. She's a radio personality. She does it all. It's the lovely Sophia Harris. Yeah. Hey. She's in the building. Thank you. Sophia, Thank you how are you feeling me. today? I feel good. Good, good morning. Yeah, yeah, I've been waking yeah. up pretty early like the last couple of days and it just makes you appreciate like, oh man, like it's nice having like the day. Are you a morning <laughs> person? Um, I'm I'm not yeah. I could like wake up early and be fine. I'm not one of those like Rah! I'm not yeah. a monster when I wake up. However, I do like sleep in a lot. Well, yeah, I mean, you're up pretty late, I assume, doing yeah. the radio every night until midnight. Exactly. So yeah. my hours are pretty like I go to bed maybe by three. Okay. Um, if I'm good, you know, and I'll probably wake up like around eleven. Okay. But the last couple nights I've been up by like seven or eight, or yeah. like mornings I've been up by like, seven or eight. So. All right, all right. So speaking of the radio, it was a big night last night. Yes, we hit our one-year anniversary of 5,000 5, degrees. degrees. Round of applause and <laughs> Shout out, Augie. And I remember yeah. I was actually, I was on the first episode a year ago. I remember I was in there. You were? Yeah, you know, yeah. So what happened? Do you remember? I mean, no, it was good. It was smooth. Like, you guys almost had, like, an instant connection, I felt like. It was just, it was really, yeah. it was a really good fit that they paired you guys together. It was crazy because we were forced marriage. We had we did not know each other <laughs> right. at all. And, and initially, like, being a personality where I am now, I didn't really imagine that off the bat. I just like knew when I started DJing, the next level would be to be on the radio. Right. Um, and so I got that opportunity, and I did mixes the ladies first um, every Friday night from for an hour. 
Yep. And then um, that kind of progressed into them asking me to like just kind of start hosting my own mixes for just that hour. Yeah. And I remember like understanding how to speak because I'm just like my brain can move a thousand miles a minute yeah. and it's hard to really hone in my thoughts efficiently and so that was something I had to train myself to do it's like it's like you can be you me and you just talking but then it's like and you I can perform and rap and sing all day but then when it comes to just talking within 30 second breaks that's like honing in your thoughts and that's yeah. something I had to train my brain to do and then once I feel like I got better at it um, and Augie was coming in from Phoenix and he didn't really know anything about the scene and they knew I've been in this scene for a while. They're yeah. like, well, maybe let's try this. Like, you guys can help each other out. Um, and we have. Yeah. And I feel like we make each other better. <clears throat> and we had a meeting with Sam yesterday and he had good things to say about us as a team. And it felt really good to hear him say those things because that's how we feel. Yeah. And I feel like it's just been a really um, good journey to be on. And Definitely. it's always good to like stay on different journeys to evolve yourself in different ways. And I feel like. This is a new one that I didn't expect, but I'm really appreciative for. Because honestly, my brain has been filled with so much information like that would be so useless if I didn't do that. <laughs> like, you know, like, do you like this movie, White Men Can't Jump? Yeah. That's one of my favorite movies. And how Gloria is like, my brain is filled with so much useless information. Like, who's the star with a little cue? That's how I feel. Like, I yeah. feel like Gloria, but when it comes to hip hop, that's how I feel. Word. If I wasn't doing this, I'd be like on like Hip Hop Hollywood Squares or something. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, with Augie Five, or the 5,000 Degrees, show with Augie you guys have the number one night show in the Twin Cities yeah yeah and with in man well you want to be specific actually with us not be specific yes yes <laughs> it is the number one show let's yes, be clear yes it's the number one show yes. let's be clear congratulations yeah. thank yeah, you definitely. it's big I was big. I, I remember coming back I came back from tour with that news and mm -hmm. I was like what are you serious like, yeah because I was gone for a month with Lizzo we'd um we did a, just a national like a, a United States tour for a month but I stayed in touch with Augie every day I like they gave me a mic and mm -hmm. every day I would do breaks on the road mm -hmm. and um, email email him. And so I like, kept my presence known while I was gone. Yep. And um, some days I would just have to call because I couldn't do a proper break. But I would just be on the phone with him for like 15 minutes mm -hmm. live. And yeah. Those are the funnest ones. I just like have it being organic because when I would email them, he would have to kind of like, we would have conversations via on the phone while I was doing the jobs. But then you have to remember it when he would put it back in and like how to speak and the breaks. Yeah. And anyways, we made it work. And uh, it was really nice to come home finding that out. And he did an excellent job. He's such a, he's so good. He's great. At what he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've definitely learned a lot hanging out with him and just yeah. watching how he works and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, he's definitely helped me out a lot too with my radio stuff. Mm -hmm. Shout out Augie, man. He's yeah, shout out to Augie. Very yeah, good yeah, human yeah. being. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank young, God. Young Augustine. We both were like, man, if we weren't tight people, we probably would have just been like, bye. I don't know who would have left. I would have left. <laughs> I don't know what got kicked out there. <laughs> but I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, it's really good to yeah. know that it's all working out. And right. he's a good dude. He'll be bro for life. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So we're talking about the radio. You touched on the tour. I, I want to get into that with how, how you got, you know, mm -hmm. touring with Lizzo and all of that. But I really want to go back. That's one thing we like to do on this podcast. Because oftentimes, back. yeah, people see where you are right now and how successful you are in the moves you're making. But they don't know really what it took to get to that point. Right. So let's go back. <clears throat> now, wait, Sophia wait, wait. is not your real name, Sophia Ares. No. Can um, you share your real name? <laughs> my real name is Lauren. That's right, Lauren. Alfred. Lauren so, Elizabeth. Lauren Elizabeth. So Lauren, <laughs> you're not from Minneapolis either, right? No. So I, let's go back. Okay. Right. So um, I'm a military brat. 
Military. Right. Um, I know my shirt says Army right now, but my brother's in the Army. But okay. my parents are both Air Force. Shout out to um, your brother for his service. Yeah. And your parents. Too. I have three yeah. brothers. Two of them are actually in. One was one's in the Army. One just left the Marines. He does four years. Okay. He's the one that didn't get married. Okay. <laughs> and allowed you to come to <laughs> BFGS. Like I got to go to BFGS. I wasn't <laughs> going to be able to go, but luckily, he, yeah. Whatever. Um. So. Uh, yeah, my my mother and stepfather are both Air Force. Uh, my biological father um, was also Air Force, and my mother met him in uh, California when she moved away from Sioux City, Iowa, when she was um, 18 years old, and okay. she was one of eight uh, kids. Wow. Um, she's the only one that left, thank God. But shout out to my family in Sioux City, Iowa. But I'm glad that she got to leave. <laughs> right. So um, and she was going to be a nun or join the Air Force. Your mom was mm-hmm. really. And that's that's quite a contrast there, I know. Nine or military like. um she knew that she just wanted to help people and she's a very she's an amazing heart but um i'm glad she chose the air force route or else yeah. it wouldn't exist okay <laughs> but um um but yeah so california was the first place she got stationed to and that's where i was born um and out of that we moved around i was born in california mm-hmm. what part of california san bernardino Okay. Yeah, and I I lived there until I was six, and uh, my my mother and biological father separated when I was two, so it was just her and I until I was twelve. Okay. Um, so she was a single mom with a little kid and moving around all the time. So I I've been at thirteen different schools in my life. Wow. Um, it's like one per year. Yeah, when I was in fifth grade, we were in three different states. Shit. Um, so I just learned how to adapt to things very quickly i learned how to say bye to people really quickly yeah i learned what true friendships meant like to me a friend isn't about like how much time you spend together it's about what happens when you're away and come back and like how it's exactly the same that's how you know you don't have to call people every day (laughs) for what like i mean it's fine there's all the people have their own thing yeah but i feel like i can leave you and not see you for months and come back and we're exactly the same if we're true yeah, no, that's real. <clears throat> that's 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 that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. One of my best friends, actually, Jackson. We were talking about it earlier. Ma, um, I haven't seen Ma in like nine years, but we oh. talk periodically. We mm-hmm. probably talk like once, twice a week, but I haven't seen him. But it's like whenever we talk, it's like you know the friendship is still there. And I know mm-hmm. when I see him again, like it's, you know it's whatever. But he's been on the move. He's down south doing his thing. Mm-hmm moving around but that's real it's like it's not about social media helps a lot with that I feel like yeah. why that's why true. have a high school reunion when there's Facebook connected. you know what I'm saying right <laughs> it's like I see everything in front of my face all yeah, the time yeah, 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 yeah. and I wish I wish it wasn't <clears throat> it's it's nice of course to say so connected but it's also like evil in a lot of ways <laughs> but we won't go there yeah. anyway um, <clears throat> yeah uh, the way that um, before I was always just obsessed with music, R and B specifically. To be yeah. honest, um, what made my, you fall in love with music? Like, how, how'd you get? How'd you? Um, I feel like so when I was when we were in California. So because I said, like I said, my mother was single, a single mother, and one of eight. Right. <clears throat> when she joined, she would invite her siblings that were younger to come live with us, so they can get out and also help her. Okay. <clears throat> so every state, I had like a different like aunt and uncle around, yeah. and when. <laughs> When I was in California, my auntie Monica <clears throat> was with us for a little bit, and she was just obsessed with music. She sang all the time. She's the one that credits like everything I do now. She's like, "I'm the one that made you sit down and listen to Mariah and Bobby <laughs> and Whitney." She's like, it's, "It was me," you know. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but it's it's she just had me, 
in it. I was so obsessed with like Bobby. I wanted to marry Bobby Brown so bad. And like <laughs> I watched Star Search every single day. I would like stand in front of the TV watching Star Search and I would be like, thank Where? you, thank you. I would just like be mimicking everything that yeah. I saw yeah. that had an applause <clears throat> behind it. Yeah. And uh, so I just loved, I loved Mariah. I loved Tony Braxton. I loved Whitney. I loved, I loved R&B. I was, I was just ugh, obsessed. And it wasn't until actually I was um, 15 mm-hmm. when I really started getting into hip hop, truly. I've, I always listened to it, like, but really falling in love with it. Right. Um, it came from me having a crush on this boy down the street. His name was Nick. And I like- Shout out Nick. Shout, shout out to Nick. Shout out all the Nick's um, out <laughs> He was a rapper. He was. I was fourteen. He was sixteen. Okay. And um, and I was a huge. I'll get into sports later. But sports was my thing. I wasn't into music. I was in. I was played soccer my whole life. I went to college for oh, it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I'll get back to that though. But I was a tomboy, a huge tomboy, and all I did was like want to play outside and play basketball. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. And so I not like naturally gravitated to these boys that I hung out with down the street. Yeah when I moved to Ohio. But Nick was who I had a crush on. He was loud and like funny and like always made fun of me. But he's who I had a crush on and he was just so into hip hop. Mm-hmm. And um I remember he was a huge, huge Jay Z fan. And that was right when they, their beef started. That was like when um, that was around that time where it was like Nas versus Jay, you know, and I immediately took Nas's side because oh, I can argue. <laughs> I was like, well, I like you like Jay, I like Nas, and that made me. But that made me go home and like listen to everything, read. I would read, read lyrics. Remember, we used, we used to read lyrics. Yeah, I don't know yeah, if you guys yeah, still yeah, do sure, that, because sure. no one's really compelled you to do that lately. Right, right, right. Except, like except four for four. That's like the last album in a while. Like, I actually wanted to let's, read. Let's pause really quick though, because okay. I want to talk about the Nas Jay battle. I was oh, actually just talking yeah. about this last week with a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. So who do you think won that? Um, I think either one. Either one. Either one over takeover. I think Jay Z won that battle. Ooh. I'm I, gonna say this though. Mm-hmm. I think Nas won the battle, but Jay won the more. Ex- I was just gonna yeah. say that. Just gonna say that. You know what I mean, right? Because, exactly. Because at the end of the day, look. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right. Jay won at the end, <laughs> at the of, end the of the day. day but but look. you know, but that that's ether exactly was tough. But I didn't like the ether beat though. I always nah. thought the ether beat was kind of whack. That's why Jay Z won the, the war. I like the takeover beat better, but. Man, Nas was saying some shit on that ether drink. Dude, the whole thing was they just ah. No, they were. Will, not like every the way that he made the the hook was way tighter than that takeover a. But then everything about this, it was a better song in my opinion. Takeover was great. Jay Z had a lot to say. Me and Auntie yeah. have argued about this before. And I mean, let's not forget about Super Ugly. You remember Super I know. Ugly? Yeah. You know, Jay went. That was that was a yeah. hard diss, man. Yeah, it was, but you know, yeah. but right, but yeah, we'll move on. But yes, yeah, so I was like I was saying, I think Nas won the battle, but Jay overall won the. World. I feel like Jay, which which that's a big that's an example. Like you brought up the ether beat. The reason why Jay Z won that war is because Jay Z was just better at selecting beats all around. He yeah. knew when yeah. it was time to like work with the best in the game, Timbaland, Pharrell. Like he knew how to break in the mainstream market as right. a rapper and it had to do with production, you know? Yeah, and yeah, yeah, definitely. Cause Nas kind of stayed with, you know, the same beats that he does, which are cool, but they're not gonna put you on the next level. That's, that's always been my complaint with Nas. Who's one, of, I mean, he's top five dead or alive for sure in my book, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But like, he, I feel like he always picks beats, not always, but a lot of times he picks beats that are not, anywhere near what he's saying lyrically. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they just, they don't match up. Like yeah. he's Because his verses are always way up here, but then the beats, 
You know what I mean? It's just, who it do you think now, up. right now, who do you think would match him? Like, you know he's putting out a new album. Right. Who do you think would be the perfect marriage for him? That would Producer put him, wise? Yeah. It's a great question. For Jay? For, for Nas. Nas. For Nas. Because he's putting out a record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, I don't know if I... We'll see if I care about it when I listen to it and if it really hits me. Of course, it's gonna. I'm gonna respect it, but it's like, am I? Do I need another Nas album? It's like I already know what it's gonna be in my head because of what he's already shown. Yeah. Um, but if he worked with like, you know, Metro Boomin or like Mike Will made it or like, yeah, I those are the ones. That. <clears throat> that you said Metro Boomin and who else? There's like Metro. There's Sonic Mike Will. Will. There's um. Like, like yeah, the like the beats. ones that are like up. Right now. Like yeah, but like that. Like I really don't want to hear Nas on trap stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? What I was gonna. I'd like to hear Nas on like an organized noise project. That might be fly. Mm. I was gonna say premiere, premiere but I mean that's too. that's I mean, classic. That's given, though, yeah. You know what I mean? You that's guys are all saying classic. <laughs> 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 the point is, what can put him? You where, mean to take him like on yeah, some mainstream stuff? You know who what, did who did the beat for uh, Nas album done on Khaled's on Khaled's album? That's a good question. I don't know. I really like that record. That was, and that was a more modern sound, and Nas sounded good on that. Mm -hmm. So, and you just have Khaled just executive produce his whole album. Yeah. So obviously he knows what he's doing right now. That wouldn't be a bad look. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But all right, we'll move on. We'll anyways, move on. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah. With that being said, I was on the Nas side. I started really studying hip hop only so I can argue with the kid I had a crush on, and yeah. that's and around that time was when the Black album dropped. Okay. And that's when everything happened. Black album dropped, then College Dropout came out, and that's when it was over for me. I was so in it, and I couldn't look away. I could not be in it anymore. And ever, I was just, and that's also like the internet was popping, lyric yeah. websites were popping. I was just constantly knew what was hot before anyone else did. Right. I like made mixtapes in high school, sold them. I like had my CD burner for Christmas, and it was over. And I, like, <laughs> I would like have all the songs before they came out, and I loved making mixes. That was like my favorite. I would love like remember you need to burn like yeah, a CD. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Like this is my summertime yeah, mix. Tapes. This is my yeah, breakup mix, right? Yeah. But I would just <laughs> yeah, I had, like Break all the mixes mix. for no, every had, mood. You had the summertime mix, the R and B mix. Yeah. yeah. I'm a Valentine's Day mix. mix. The West Coast, yeah, you already know. Yeah. Party Uncle, mix. Yeah. My first boyfriend, I made him a mix. It was so tight, and I got him a fish. <laughs> I got I got two fishes at Walmart, named them Tim and Lauren, and I got him a mix. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, that's that was like the beginning for me, and I would sit, and that was when I started writing because I would I loved writing poetry all the yeah, time. Right. But that was when um, I would just write to. Because he was a rapper, I would sit at home and write verses just to have on my back pocket, and so I can like when his friends were freestyling, I could just like jump yeah, in. Jump I remember in the, the first the first verse I wrote was to um, the beat of White Tea, or no, Lean with a Rock with it. Wow. Um, with like the remix, like the Brat and the Money. Still remember it? Let's get those bars. Um, <laughs> uh, who? Because everyone called me L.A. back then because those were my initials. Ever since Nelly came out, Country Grammar was like L.A. That's when it all oh, started yeah. for me. It was like, right. <laughs> it was like, who would have thought the L.A. would come to D-Town? Since I'm already chilling, I will show you how to I'll get down. Born in the C.A., just south of L.A. I was taught to work hard and grind till I get paid. Homie, why you checking up on me? Like Beyonce, you ain't slim thug and you waiting about to get laid. You ain't getting in either, can a little Kim, you need a magic stick in the battle for me to win. I have you going down like you Mary J. Blige. You gonna need that Mary Jane just to get you back high. My rhymes never die, they only multiply like the X. I be rapping it from the west side, I reside. And I got your earthquake and them chicken heads to send it outside, shaking 
bacon, the mans be plotting on me. So they be hating, but take a look at my walk. I'm already taking what you looking at. It's a queen in the making. Bow down. It's a spot that I'm taking or whatever. Okay. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> you had the metaphors in there early, too. <laughs> that was your that first was, verse was, you yeah. ever wrote? Yeah, that was 16-year-old me. Okay, that's dope. That's yeah. I didn't think you were gonna remember it, but yeah, I know nicer, some things that's nicer than a lot of these dudes, <laughs> right, right, people right. out here right now. Yeah, and I, I had to lean with a rock with a beat going in my head while yeah, you're doing it. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, okay. So okay. yeah, I like. I just it was really. It's all been about. I'm very competitive, as you can tell by the, what I've been saying. So I'm just. Yeah. I have to. Everything is a competition to me, and not every every not everything, but literally, it's like, okay, you rap, I can do that better, or like. And it's also about being a woman and everything I've kind of chosen in my life has been predominantly male dominated. Like Mm -hmm. in sports, because we moved around so much and we had to like, I played sports with like the base teams, the Air Force base teams. It was always co-ed. So I was always like the only girl on the basketball team or like the only girl on the soccer team. Um, And I don't think I like did all girls sports until I got turned like 13. Did you feel like you got discriminated a lot in sports being being the only girl on the team? yeah, there was some points. I remember being, I remember a one specific moment. Well, soccer, no. I was like, I could kick the bar, the ball farther than anybody else. Yeah. So every kick, when this is like little me, but every penalty kick, every corner kick, everything, I would I would be the kicker. They would call me the boot. The boot? <laughs> the boot. The boot. L.A. the boot. <clears throat> yes. All right. Um, and then, but basketball was something like I wasn't, you know, I was... I was good, but I wasn't as good as I was in soccer. But I just remember one basketball game specifically, the coach um, was uh, one of the kids' dad. And yeah. you could just tell how much... It's always a weird dynamic when the coach is a dad yeah. of the player and you could kind of... They walk in line of favoritism sometimes. Yeah, and I just right. remember he always wanted me to pass it to his son. And I remember bringing the ball up the court. So you were, like, running, you were running point. Yeah. yeah. I remember I was running point at the time and he kept saying... Pass it to Chris. Pass it to Chris. And I was so mad. And I just like threw the ball. I like threw it. And I just walked off. And my mom <laughs> and all the, but all the moms were like, yeah. You know, they were yeah, like, they, yeah, they yeah. knew why I did it. Cause I was right. so mad. I like went to the bathroom and cried. And that coach like got it that night from like all the women in the building. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but I was just like, I was annoyed. Right. And, and, but yeah, there was, there was some times where I dealt with that. But at the end of the day, like it just made me better. Cause it's like you, anyone, any time I hear, no, you're a girl. You can't. No, no, you can't do this because you're a girl. And this is just like some little kid stuff that would just trigger me because all my cousins were boys at the time too. So they would play games. They're like, you can't play this because you're a girl. And I'm like, Ugh! and my grandpa would be like, you don't know. Like, no, you can't do that to her. And like this little kid, one time in third grade, was like, no, I don't let tomboys swing on the swing. And I like went home and cried because I thought he was calling me a boy. Oh, and my mom was like, no, you're a tomboy. You're an athlete. You go back to school and you say, you're not a tomboy. You're an athlete. That's right. And you take that swing. And yeah. I did. I pushed him off the swing the next day. <laughs> <laughs> like, give me that swing. Stand um, up. But yeah, like, I, it just made me, like, very just competitive and always have to, like, f- make sure, like, you're not looking at me as, like, a woman. You're looking at me as, like, you're equal. Right. You know, even though women should be equal. Yeah. But you know how the, the concept of women are in right. a lot of ways. Um, and so... Yeah, uh, blah, 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 blah. That's, and so when it came to like hip hop and rapping, it was just another form of jumping into an, a, a world that was, I had to compete yeah, you're and right. show that I was like equal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so did you get met with any um, 
pushback like when you first started rapping there with the like when you would jump in the cypher with the guys for example mm-hmm. like were they like ah she's all right for a girl like, yeah was, they, it, was it like there that, was, there that was attitude like, or? well they were like oh it was normally like what because it just came out of nowhere because i never it would always come out of nowhere and yeah. so and that's the thing like there was always a surprise element um that i had because they never imagined that i would do it because of what they saw physically of yeah. me they didn't think that i would do that um, so it was always a surprise element, and then it was like, oh. But honestly, I didn't take it seriously until I moved here. <clears throat> okay. Because in the, in the back of my mind, it was never like uh, a thing I wanted to do for like the rest of my life. Like, this is what I'm going to be. At the time, because of school and sports, it was like, sports is going to get you to college. Like, mm-hmm. this is what's going to get you in, and this is what you have to focus on. Um, so I was really like in the soccer because I wanted to get a scholarship. And so my senior year, um, I got a scholarship to go to Urbana University in Ohio, okay. which is a, it's a D2, I think it was, it was D2. Yeah. Um, now, I think at the time when I signed, it was D3, and then it got moved to D2. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> I took the money, although at the time, um, I, it's just so funny, you like talk as much as I want. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> like, you're an like, <laughs> easy guest, yo. I'm just sitting back, like, I'm on right. cruise control right now. Sometimes I don't even have to lead the interview. Moments, I'm like, am I talking too much? Nah, I'm like, wait, good. I'm on a podcast. Do your thing. Okay, so when I was in, so I realized, I realized when, like I said, when I was 15 is when I fell in love with hip hop. And yeah. I was just obsessed with finding the music and finding what was new. And I saw the movie Brown Sugar. Yeah, that's Have you guys a great seen movie, that movie, by the way. Yeah, classic. That movie changed my life. That movie, I was like, oh my God, I want to be Tay Diggs. That's exactly <laughs> what I want to do. I want to find a most deaf. I want to change the world with the artist. I want to find the next artist. I want to get them from A to point, point A to point Z. That's what I want. That's what I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be A&R. Yeah. And, um, and at the time, I started looking into schools because Ohio wasn't the right um environment to be that yeah. at all right. um but there were schools out there that provided music business degrees um like full sale and ipr here in minneapolis right. so i started looking at schools like that and i found um both of those and i was also obsessed with purple rain i was obsessed with that movie i yeah. loved it and yeah. i got like three copies of it i had two copies of it for christmas for my mom and my boyfriend but i had two copies of purple rain and I love that movie, and I so I was more compelled to go to Minneapolis because of that reason instead of Orlando. Um, but m- my parents, when I was a junior, they're like, "That's not a real degree. Like, what are you doing? That's not real. Don't just go follow, go to Urbana, get the business, and then we'll see what it is from there." Mm-hmm. So I played my first year of college soccer, but going into that, between my junior and senior year, I had three concussions. Damn. And. I, my physical that I had before I started training um, in the summertime, they like they made me start wearing a headband. Like it was like this headband that had pads in it, yeah. and they're like, if you get one more, you're done. And I was like, done with what? What was, <laughs> it, what was it from like running into people? Okay, or just, like, so the ball it or was what? okay. Like I said, I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> the first one I got was during my junior year. It was like we were actually in the middle. We were going to regionals. My soccer team was going to regionals. And I went to this huge high school called Wayne Wayne High School, and they were a huge football school. And every year they did powder puff, which is the one time of the year where the girls got to play, yeah. and the football team would coach um, you. But and all the soccer girls would always play because we were obviously like, the most built to like just kick ass, you know. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I was I loved it, and I would play running back and um, 
corner. I would play defense and offense all the time. They would yeah. have me on the whole time. So you guys had pads on and everything? No, it was flag. But <laughs> flag girls, right would, it didn't. we were playing flag, but it was not play like <laughs> flag, you know? And because it was serious. It was like a tournament once in the night in the high school stadium. And the freshmen would play the juniors and the sophomore would play the seniors. Yeah. <clears throat> and then the winners would play at the end. Right. I just remember I, this girl, uh, was we're in, it was in the championship. And I was playing defense, and this girl was running. Like, they threw it over there to this girl, and she was running. And I had a, I was cutting all the way over to grab her flag. And I dove, and she just made me, like, crack me in the jaw. Ooh, she was sprinting. Yeah. And I remember falling down, and my jaw, sorry. I remember falling down, and my jaw was just, like, throbbing. And then the next thing I remember, I, I, it was someone clapping in my face, like, wake up, wake up. And the lights in the stadium are off, and my entire soccer team was around me crying. Yeah. And I didn't know who I was. I didn't know where I was. I didn't know where my parents were. I didn't know anything. And that two days after that, we were supposed to play regionals. And I went to the, my, my dad came, went to the ER. They're like, obviously, you have a concussion. But I didn't go to school the next day, but I still went to soccer practice because I was like, maybe they don't know. Maybe the trainer didn't know. Maybe I'm like, I'm fine. Although I, what, I didn't understand what was going on because yeah. I never had a concussion. I didn't know the depth of it yet, but I was still going to try to play. Yeah. I was like, not keep me out of like region. <laughs> no. Um, and I remember showing up to practice and the trainer was on the hill. She's like, what are you even doing here? Hell no. I don't know what happened yeah, to you last what, night. Yeah, Hell no. Dangerous. You got to take some time off. She's like, you were time. not. And it really sucked. Like, it sucked. We lost, like, by five points. And we had, oh, it was so sad. It was so sad. <laughs> I couldn't play regionals, man. But anyway, um, so that was the first one. And then after that, I got one in basketball when I took a charge. And then I got one in soccer in my senior year from going up. Um, heading it, I was heading a corner kick in, and the defense went up to head out. We smacked. You hit heads. Yeah, I, none of them. Uh, none of them were as intense as the first one, but they all were like ones that I had to chill. Yeah. And after the first one, they all, you know, they're worse. Right. Yeah. Like in football and any sport, they say that the first main one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My daughter's actually had like three now. If she gets one more, she's done. She can't play anymore. Yeah, it's like what I hate the whole done thing. It's like done with what life or right. done with Not, like just nah, this done sport. With, done with contact sports though. But you know what I'm saying? The done thing. That's done. what got me. The so done you, thing. Like that so. That is your life. It feels. Come like on, man. Done. Am I done with? What am I done with? Like done. <laughs> so going right. into college like that was weird. It was like I'm wearing this headband. I'm here because I'm aggressive and I'm fast and I'm a hustler. That's why I'm so good. But half of it felt scary. Now it's like you had to play like extra. I had to play cautious right? now, right. and it wasn't the same for me. It's like, man, this isn't. This isn't fun anymore, you know? And I, but I played my first year. It was cool. But I think that my parents saw, like, well, she knows what she wants already. Yeah. Like, she knows she wants to be in this field. Right. She gave it a shot. We'll support her going to Minneapolis. Cool. So after so that... So did you even visit Full Sail in Orlando, or you didn't even need mm, to? No. Nope. Because once I, you knew this was Minneapolis, this is where Prince yeah, was. Yeah, I, I visited like, here. I visited... Um, Minneapolis that next semester. No, I took a semester off the next this, semester. This was your first year of college? Yeah, my, my first year of college was soccer. And then um, I took a semester off uh, in the fall to save money to move to Minneapolis. I got I got in and I started um, IPR January 2008. So had you ever been here before? Um, no. Or you just came up here to you came up here to visit IPR though, right? Yep, in August um, of that of that fall. Okay. I came up here to visit in August and um, visited i was like mom we have to go to first i immediately i was like we gotta go to first step we gotta go to first step yeah, i gotta yeah. see it and i remember like taking a picture in front of a star it's on facebook dude it's crazy i was like 
in front of the French star and like there's a little like hard rock cafe in that like um right in that comp you know what I'm talking about there's like yeah. a hard rock I like yeah there's a box of his guitar in there yeah. I took a picture of that I was just like a little girl fangirl yeah. and um and so that went smooth and, and I moved here um my mom had a cousin here that I'd yet to meet but I ended up but her name was Christine and she's old like she was like in her 40s and she was in the military but she let me stay with her like the first three months I moved here and she lived right in Loring Park right by like Augie yeah um and so she was like a want something familiar that uh, that was a branch of the family somewhat right. but she was the only family I had here yeah I mean that's not odd though a lot of people relate Minneapolis to Prince and First Avenue for sure I mean we don't we had the twins decades ago yeah it's like what else do we got you right. know like I, right. <laughs> when, I went, when I went to the Bronx in 2010 I, I think I told you the story we booked AG with Gmail in 2005 yeah. and Aquafresh like yo we gotta go to his listening party he's gonna remember you we pull up He's sitting out front, and I'm like, "Yo, AG, I'm Tony Bones, Big Wiz." He's like, "Yo, I remember you." Yeah. Gives me a hug. He turns around to like 20 of his dudes. He was like, "Yo, they brought me the first ad where Prince filmed Purple Rain." Yeah, word. Mm-hmm. So like that was just right there. I was like, "Damn, it's just really like that." It is. Though. He put Minneapolis on so yeah, hard. Every did. every movie he did, every like just he stayed and he stayed here. It was right, crazy. Right. Um. Yeah. It's like I don't. I didn't know Minneapolis would exist if it wasn't for. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's a Mall of America too, but those are like the two staples we got. Right. Nah, Prince really. is our Prince is the man. Yeah, 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 yeah. For so sure. yeah, like and then I once I moved here, that's when artistry really started hitting. Like that's when I wasn't in I was no longer like sports wasn't the zone for me anymore. Now it was like I was about my business. I was about learning how to and it was crazy actually when I my first class of my school, it was called Enter the Dragon. And it was, and mind you, this is 2008. This is when like the internet is booming. This is when the music business is dying, but the music industry is booming. Right. Right. This is when people are stealing music on the internet. Like this is when things are like in chaos when it comes to like going in as a music business degree, you right. know? Right. Um, and I remember the first thing he said was like, we're going down, you know, like it was like, it was like <laughs> A&R this probably won't exist anymore. There's the internet, um, all the, just everything was like, <laughs> <laughs> in like yeah. the first hour of, of, school, of school like yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's like you gotta keep it real though yeah you know? and he's like but you gotta learn how to say yes and you got so this is the time where you need to learn everything um i just remember leaving with that like saying yes and yeah. really seeing what you can really do and never limit yourself to not trying something right so I remember I was in, I had like three different companies when I was in school because that's like what they like molded you as. Like, what company, like, what can you do? You can get LLC, you can do whatever. I had a promotion company, a graphic design company, yeah. and, a, and a video production company all within those a year and a half I was in school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like every time I was in class, I would just hone in, like just trying to capitalize on everything I was learning. Um, so graduating that, I was like, you know, so into like any. Photoshop, Final Cut, I could do anything. Yeah. And I was like really into, instead of like A&Ring artists, I was into finding artists and helping them um, flourish in that way. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I can do your graphics for you. Or like, yeah. oh yeah, I can do your video for you. And that's kind of what introduced me into the scene of, of Minneapolis. networking with everybody. Yes. Because yeah. I like started going to shows. I didn't, I didn't really go out as much until I graduated when I was 21. Yeah. And um, that's when I started meeting people. And like networking based off of just wanting to work. Yeah. And um, 
meanwhile, I was doing music low key with my first friend, Prophet, who is still my producer today. But we met at IPR and he recorded my first song, Rest Your Head Up, that I had when I was in Dessa's class. Because um, she was the first rap, like female rapper. She was the first woman that introduced herself as a rapper to me. And I was like, wow. And then I listened to her. I'm like, she doesn't sound like any other rapper I've heard. Yeah. And when men knew that I liked to rap, they would always like try to put me in the stereotypical role on the song, like Little Kim or uh, a Nick. Like I never, I yeah, Little Kim's a mate, like tight, but I never like felt what she said because I'm like I'm not that you know like I'm not that type of person but but I felt her yeah, yeah, but it's like but to be like pinpointed like oh baby what you do like that role that wasn't you. that wasn't me right. but when I met Dessa I'm like yeah she's kind of like more in my lane and and um, I made my first song when I was in her class and I gave it to her um, at the end on the last day of school I'm like here you like actually because I would stay after and ask her questions I was like how do you get used to your voice I was my voice weirded me out so much because it was so weird like to me I mean you, have, one... a, you, you have a very unique voice thank you like when you hear it Definitely. you're like you know that Sophia Harris yeah but that's you. a good thing but it was weird to me like because I wasn't I, I'd rarely heard myself that's all it's just that's one thing about being a rapper and an artist getting used to your voice is like a thing like mm-hmm. when you hear it's one thing to do it but when you hear it back it's like ooh it always makes you or for me I was like ooh it was so hard getting used to my voice yeah um, and she was like, stand in the corner, put your nose up to the corner and talk to yourself. And like, you could hear your voice echo back to your ears and oh. things like that. Um, but yeah, I, I was just low key making music the whole time. Basically. I made my first song in 2008 and it was just been like super low key yeah. up until I met Lizzo and Lizzo moved How'd here. You guys meet? We met at a black party in 2011. Okay. At the, it was a Red Stock block party over in Northeast. And she had just moved here from Denver with her producer, Johnny. And she was just this girl, like, hi, girl. And I was like, hey. And we met through mutual friends and ended up meeting late, hanging out later at El Gato in Uptown and got, like, really drunk <laughs> and bonded over Beyonce and walked <laughs> all the way to VFW and sang Bootylicious together. And we were, like, best friends ever since. <laughs> and um, she... <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Hell yeah. That's a great story. <laughs> and, you know, she she was really the kicker. She was... Um, I played her the one song I had and just beats that were, like, I was, like, you know, working on, and yeah. t- like, by myself. Right. And she's like, wow. She's like, I really like this. She's like, yeah, like, let's do something together. And um, we had a party once at my house, and uh, Claire DeLune, who it was Claire DeLune now, but she was there, and she was listening to this beat I was playing for Lizzo, and she automatically thought of, like, a hook. She's Claire DeLune's a singer. Yeah. She automatically thought of, like, a hook for it, and then Lizzo wrote a verse, and then I wrote a verse, and we just, like recorded it and put it out there as like the chalice or whatever like a, we were gonna make a mixtape to be honest and call so it the chalice you made beats too? no Prophet says these are all oh, Prophet's okay, okay, beats okay, gotcha, I've always gotcha. worked with Prophet gotcha. and this was a beat that he was just I had had that we just like decided yeah. just to have fun and write to sure so chalice and that was the beginning of an era because we put out that song not really expecting anything and it was only called the chalice because we thought we were gonna make a mixtape called the chalice yeah. with just women yeah. on it yeah, but that kind of like the current picked it up automatically. Andrea found it. They played it on the radio like two weeks later, and that kind of like pfft, skyrocketed everything. It yeah. was um, they asked us to do it in studio. We had nothing but one song, and Claire in the interview was like, "Oh yeah, we're putting out an album in the fall." And we're like, "What?" 
<laughs> which made us have to put out an album in the fall. Right, yeah, and so sure. we like literally made an album, I think in three months, wrote and recorded an album in three months or EP. Yeah. Um, did the release show, sold it out, and then just got booked for so many opportunities after that where we just became a snowball of opportunity. We didn't really pick each other. We didn't really... It wasn't that wasn't supposed to happen, but we all wanted to be successful, yeah. and we knew this was the platform that we had to take. Right. Um, it got us in the doors of First Avenue. It got us in the doors playing festivals. It got us in the doors playing the grandstand at the State Fair. It got us in all the doors that we needed to bust into yeah. together. Um, but at the end of the day, like that's what it was. It was. It was. We were smart to do it because it got us into all the doors that we needed to get into, mm-hmm. um, and then we decided to call it what it was, and then organically rolled in the girl party um which right. is Manchita. Ask about that next yeah <clears throat> it was basically me and me and Lizzo just were best buds and we wanted we were saying we wanted to be inspired and Manchita always inspired us um as a rapper and we're like we just want to rap with her like let's just rap and we made a yeah. song called Wegula that was supposed to be an absinthe song because me and Lizzo like started a project called absinthe which was just rap her and I like yeah. we basically was watch the throne. Like we could do a watch the throne. We're gonna do that. It's called absent. <laughs> I'm Kanye, you Jay Z, whatever. Yeah. And that was supposed to be absent song, and then it uh, featuring Manchita. But we ended up making the group Girl Party, and that was another thing that just was like boom, 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 boom. Um, yeah. it was great for our um, growth as artists. For me, I'm just gro- like literally. This is like for me. These are all. Pr- this is me growing as a baby. Like I yet every I, I was I surrounded myself with people that have been doing this for a while. Yeah. I never put out an album, never did any of these things. So these were all like first for me. Like the first time I was in an actual studio recording was with the Chalice. Like the first album I put out was a Chalice. Like going back and listening to me then is so weird. I'm like, God, I was such a baby. You know, like just yeah. hearing like <laughs> you could just tell I was like still learning so many right. things and learning what my voice was and learning how to enunciate and to speak and like deliver um and then girl party you could tell i like grew more um but it wasn't and then this whole time it was like me still learning my voice and i was doing songs on the low still as a solo and then everything kind of snowballed to finally being able to feel comfortable releasing my own project Mm -hmm. as sophia Mm But I needed all of those experiences to really grow into myself or else I wouldn't be who I am today. Those it was really good exercise. Yeah. It was like really girl party to me felt like being on a team again, like a sport. Yeah. Like, oh, you're rap this is how you're rapping, I'm gonna rap like this. Let's see if we can out rap each other. It was just yeah. rap. It Healthy, was dope. friendly competition. Yeah. Pushing each other. Yeah. And right. Lizzo's a master at her craft, like for real. Like yeah. she's been rapping since she was like twelve. Yeah. Um just she's a inte- brilliant, brilliant like classically trained woman that can just do anything musically so she was been she's a huge inspiration to me as far as like things like things of that nature yeah. i couldn't have asked for a better person to be around to, yeah. to absorb and um actually when we decided to do girl party the first glizzle put out Lizzo bangers um her first album with like laser beak and yeah. um laser beak and, like totally gross she got asked to go on tour with Hammer Superstar, a national tour like European and United States tour, our first day of Girl Party Boot Camp. And she literally looked at me immediately. She's like, you have to go with me. You got to be my DJ. And I'd never DJ. I was going to ask you, were you yes. DJing? So you weren't even DJing at No, time. I was just being um, a rapper, singer in, in groups. I wasn't yeah. DJing. I was only DJing like at house parties. I'm like, give me the ox court. You know, <laughs> I was just, I just like to control the vibe. <laughs> I was like, let me get it. 
That was like, I was just a, a magnet to just wanting to control like the energy around me. So I always wanted to pick up the ox cord and DJ. So yeah. she just knew I liked, I liked doing it. Um, but I also did that song Batches and Cookies with her, which was the first video she put out. So she, uh, that was another thing too. Like I would be on tour doing that song with her, but also like her DJ. Yeah. Um, and I went with her and I just was doing it off a laptop, just spacebar, iTunes. Until I saved enough money to grab a controller and yeah. really do it for real. Yeah. And um, that literally turned me into a DJ, was her being like, you gotta go with me. Yeah. And, um, and and I just started taking it seriously and, and talking like, like Shannon Blowtorch was a big mentor to me and le- teaching me how to like use controllers and, you know, text. And, and then it just has been a journey that was like, basically it's just a collage of different journeys since I've been in Minneapolis artistically it was like yep. you know learning business aspect then graduating into music and then graduating to DJing and now like where I am now DJing got me into the door to 95.3 yeah and now it's right. you know this now speaking of 95.3 so <clears throat> I don't remember if you told me this story or Pete Peter Parker told mm-hmm. me this story but you met him like back in the day right at a yeah, club yeah it was um, I think it was Sound Gallery it was okay. when the sound you remember that <laughs> And you were asking him like tips. Sound Gallery was like it was, the way I can describe Sound Gallery was like the Batman movies where the villains hung out. Remember like how it was like um it was always really bright, like brightly colored and everyone was yeah. like it, but it was like the villain spot. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what Sound Gallery was. That's the best way I can describe it. But um it was the after hour spot, everyone would go there after all the events. And I remember meeting him. Um, because honestly when I when I moved here, that's like when B ninety six was ending. Yeah. Um so I can't really tell you exactly when we met, like year-wise, but I just remember being like, oh, oh yeah, I, I want to be on the radio one day. Like, that was just my initial, like, conversation that we had, and, right. and I think I might have just started DJing. Right, right, right. Because um, he, he reiterated it to me. He's like, I remember you. He's like, that's exactly what you were talking about when you met me. Right, right, But he right. saved me in his phone as Lauren from Ohio. Yep. And so when I went to go 95.3 to meet with him, I didn't think he would remember me. Yeah. But it wasn't until the end of our talk where he put my number in his phone and called me. He's like you're Lauren from Ohio. He's like, oh my God, I literally saved you as Lauren from Ohio, Ohio, wow. Ohio on my phone. And I never knew who that was. And I was like, oh yeah, we did meet before. I didn't know if you remember, but we did. And yeah, he's like, oh yeah, my yeah. God, yeah, yeah, I remember that conversation. Yeah, and it had been like over five years. Yeah, it was right. a long time ago. And my, yeah, like I don't know when exactly it was. I feel like he was visiting because it doesn't make, as far as a timeline would be for me to say those things to him and yeah. be in that element of like DJ. Right. Um, he must have been like visiting or something. Okay, okay. But either way, yeah. I said something good. That's at the time. How, the, how the universe works, though. You know yeah. What I mean? like, and it sounds like hearing your story. I remember hearing about the chalice coming up and then the girl party. And it just hearing your story is dope because it seems like you just took your opportunity and just went with it and expanded yeah. every time. Yeah. Right. And that's really what success is, is when opportunity meets preparation, you know. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes we're not even prepared, but we just, yep, I'm ready to go. You yeah. fake it till you make it, really. Exactly. It's scary to be, to grow in front of people like that. Like, it's scary to not truly be who you want to be yet, but you're literally growing in front right. of people, like, yeah. and you're just going with any opportunity you can get. It's scary. Um, and I, that's what I felt like I've done in Minneapolis. Like, Minneapolis has seen me, like, grow in the eye. Yeah. Um, from point A to point where I am now. Even the radio, like, I didn't, I was never on the, like, I'm not used to being on the radio and I feel like they saw me grow on air and it's, it's scary, but you can't be scared. Like, you're you, you, you got, you're doing good. Yeah. yeah rest to the occasion. 
You know yes, I mean? you, you can't be scared. You can't fear. Well, you have to get past fear. Fear is, there's like, Definitely. um, oh, there's a book that I read called the, you know, there's like the art of war. Yeah. Right. This is called the war of art. And like the whole like book is like the same graphic of it. It's just a switch. Okay. And, and it, it's like a, it's like a quick read. Um, but I just remember it's about overcoming resistance as an artist uh, or basically understanding what resistance is overcoming it and then obtaining it. And the last, the last page is what got me. And I'm like, dang, it said, if you, if there was, if, if I had a child and there was a doctor out there that was meant to cure a specific disease and didn't because of money or family and just didn't pursue college, didn't pursue their true, what their truth was. Yeah. If they didn't follow through with their truth, my child would die. Like my child wouldn't make it right. because this person didn't live their truth. Yeah. And he's like, That's that deep. is, we are all connected in that way. We are all put here to live our truth. And if we don't, it can affect someone else. Wow, That's I deep. like that. Right, I like that. And after reading that, it's like, oh my god! Like, I've always felt so strongly about everyone living their truth and everyone doing what they had to do. And it's hard. It's not supposed to be easy to live your truth no, it at all. It That's why it's a beautiful thing. Um, but once you get there, you not only are living your truth and can just be love and just spread love because you're living your truth. You can just affect other people in the most positive way to help them find their truth or to like maybe save a life. I don't know. Uh, but everyone that's not living their truth, that's where like hatred comes from. That's where right. like jealousy, that's where all the, the geekiness comes from because they're not living it. Right. True. Right. Yeah. Speaking of hate, I mean, have you experienced any of, that, any of that? Like as you've continued to rise? I mean, you're all over the city on billboards now. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you're a public figure. People are seeing you more and more. Yeah. You, you experience it? You yeah, I just started. <laughs> like, I got a couple. You got some haters I was like, there. dang, I did it. Like, I've never, I never <laughs> had any, like, hate like that, but I got a couple. And it wasn't hate. It was just, like, really slick. It was, um... Passive-aggressive shit. Yeah, and which, is, which is why I'm is like, come on, man. Right now, man. Like, it was, it was a really blog. Is. It was a local blog that's out here that's about black excellence. Okay. And, um, and they tagged me in a post, which they'd never done this. Like, they had, like, you know, like, Instagram and stuff, and they do, like, different like highlight some people yeah. but they've never done this and I was the first and they said Sophia Aris as an artist is she overrated or underrated and I was like oh that's interesting and everyone like people were like underrated and Muja came in like why are you even asking this question she's not local like what are you even doing why yeah. who cares yeah, yeah, yeah. and then um, and I said I like didn't mean to send it I was like I just want to be like, what do you think? Because obviously you think something. Like, obviously you think I'm overrated or else you wouldn't ask this question. Right. And as a blog, why don't you, like, write an article about it and let me know how you feel so I can learn from it and everyone else can. Instead of, like, I just felt like it was a passive-aggressive hit. Yeah, yeah, Only yeah. because there was no other sign of this happening before. And I feel like he wanted to say something but wasn't ready to say it. He wanted to get other people's perspectives. Right. But no one had one. It was either she's underrated or why are you asking this question? Yeah. And I asked, how does he feel? I didn't mean to send it, but I did, and I deleted it. But he saw it, and he responded, I think you're overrated. That's just me, though. Um, huh. That's just, I listen to your SoundCloud. think it's overrated. Um, not everything's for everybody. And I was like, word, thanks. That's what yeah. I said. And that's fine. Um, but, but I've never, and honestly, thinking about it now, I, maybe I am overrated because like I said I was growing I, I, like I said I like took opportunities as they came and I just did it and it wasn't right. I mean I've been the best at, best person to have the opportunity but I had it and I did it right. 
and and I took my music and I made it to find my voice. And now I, I'm so excited to put out new music because that was three years in the making. That my last, my first project was three years in the making. Is that right? That was me finding myself, yeah. and now I know who I am. So everything now, I just feel so excited about. Yeah. Um, but. But yeah, maybe I am overrated. People, people nah, like put me on shows. I'm just saying. Nah, I, it's, nah, now, but I, it, it's a joke. Now nah, it's a nah. joke to me because I've, I've just kind of turned it into a joke. Yeah. Oh, I'm overrated. Don't mind me. You yeah. know, kind of thing. Yeah. I'm 29. Yeah. I know everything. Um, but, but yeah, it's like, whatever. That's fine. But it's like, I feel, um, and everyone will have their own opinion. That's why. And, and, but that was a sign to me. Like, dang, like. I can't believe you think I'm rated at all. Like yeah. you, I, that that was just a sign. Like obviously, I'm doing something yeah. out here to and make people have to you. think like that. Right, right, right. Like, but I haven't done it. Like I'm overrated. I'm not like beyond. You know what I'm saying? I'm still here. Like I'm still. I I tour all the time and I'm out here. But you think I'm like really out here? And I didn't know I was like really out right. there like that. <laughs> right, 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 right. right. Like over, you know. So, um, yeah, that's that's just an example of something that just happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, but it's fine. Be prepared for more of that. I know. It's definitely coming. <laughs> so what are you working on now musically? You going you, you right to take another three years to put an album out? Or no. Do? No. Well, it's like basically what I've been doing. I actually just got um, someone to represent me to be my filter, Beak, Laser Beak. Yeah. Um, he now is in charge. He's the filter. So what the understanding I got to the beginning of this month is like saying, I'm not going to do shows for a while. Peter Luce, I play this weekend. Um yeah as a solo artist but that's the last show I'm gonna say yes to for a very long time because I want to create now okay. um, I've been saying yes to a lot of events and doing a lot of things but that's kind of turned into spreading myself very thin yeah. um, and, and it's kind of made me well honestly this year I really only said yes to like Soundset and Kamaya and as far as like performing my set yeah Soundset, Kamaya and Pizaluche and then the other two shows I said yes to were just friends that yeah. I wanted to be with but um, other than that and and then obviously the DJ gigs. I just want time to get better as an artist and create things that I'm excited to share. And um, I just need time to go back and like in the oven. I remember Jeezy was like, oh, like Jeezy the rapper was like, these artists out here put songs in the microwave. I put mine in the oven. And like, <laughs> that's a good Jeezy person. I want to go right back. <laughs> I want to go in the oven for a minute and like chill and like really, really create and um. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. Okay. I'm excited. I think that's important. Though. You got to experience life to come up with more, you know, yeah. ideas and, and concepts and stuff like that. Definitely. Like just traveling and going other places, you know, made inspiration to make music. Right, right, right. I heard Raekwon say one time, like, you know, how they all did their own thing after the Wu-Tang movement and talking about how he took so much time off in between, uh, was it Cuban links and then immobility? And he was like, I had to experience life. I had to, you know, I had to see more things. You can only say so much you know you right. put 20 albums out you're gonna say the same shit but mm -hmm. if you yeah, go to like another country if you go you know during a breakup or if you go catch a case and, and deal with jail time now you have some content to write about that makes sense yeah because there was like a five-year span between those two yeah, those two know. albums i think yeah yeah okay okay yeah. all right and then one thing i wanted to talk about too sophia Ares, because you got a cool story how you came up with that name oh yeah um so mythology's tight Egyptian mythology, Greek yeah. mythology. Um, it's all really cool yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Lauren, obviously, there is a Lauren that exists already that sings and raps very well and is like the best at it. So why would I want to be compared to her? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I immediately like, <laughs> and also because I was in the business 
I was in the business realm a lot. I wanted to be that to be separate from my artistic, yep. my, my artistic side. Yeah. Um, and so Sophia um, is in mytholo- Greek mythology. Sophia is the goddess of wisdom, and um, Eris is the goddess of strife. And I feel like you can't have one without the other. Mm. And um, that's just something that I wanted my music to represent. I want to make sure it represented truth and whatever lesson I learned at the end of it and whatever struggle I went through to get there. And so, that's Sophia dope. Ayers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Sophia Ayers. Mm-hmm. Dope, very dope. Yeah, Cute. yeah. And they can follow <laughs> you on all social media at oh, Sophia yeah. Ayers. At Sophia Ayers, S-O-P-H-I-A-E-R-I-S. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to to keep growing and to We're get better. Too. Definitely. definitely. I, I feel like I just want to, because I've said, because I'm just curious about so many things and I said yes to so many things, I just want to make sure before like I go, I'm, I'm mastering all those things. I don't want to just sit and like, like say yes to opportunities, but not really um, nurture those, you know? Yep. Um, I don't want to be overrated. <laughs> I want to make sure um, I stay respected and true, and that's really like the goal. I don't think you'll have any problem doing, doing the right thing. <laughs> Thank you. Right thing. We appreciate you. I know every time I get really drunk and see you, I tell you how much I appreciate you and am proud of you that's and so where you came from. You know, Thank you. And you're doing big things and keep it up. Everybody's into them. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. We're all cheering you on, Sophia. We're in your corner. Thank you. You're, you're a great person. Thank I'm glad you. that I know you and I've got to know you better. And I'm happy for your success. I know you're going to continue to rise, you Thank know, you. especially you and Augie. So, yeah. Appreciate you. This is great. It's a good, good podcast. And I Didn't appreciate you know Visual too. was going to be part of it. What's yeah, yeah, yeah. up? I'm no, glad. You're good. Though. You're always stylish. So, you I know, know, it's nothing. That's it's it. nothing. <laughs> all right. All right. Episode 25 of the Twin City Tone podcast is in the books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're out of here. Peace. Peace. Uh-huh.